What's up, everybody? Welcome to Sweat the Bet, presented by Odds Jam, hosted by yours truly, Matt Modai, aka Jedi Modai, and Andrew Kim, aka the Parlay Doc. Hope you enjoy. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Sweat the Bed podcast brought to you by OddsJam.com. For those of you who are new to sports betting or if you've been sports betting a lot, you have to check out OddsJam.com. Our sponsor, OddsJam, gives you awesome, awesome and essential sports betting tools, positive EV alerts, arbitrage betting, easy bet tracking guys. They even now if you put in your bankroll size, they'll even give you recommended su- suggested unit sizes for bets. So all these things are at your fingertips. You have to check it out instead of just burning your money on fire. Let us set you up for success to help you stay as profitable as possible. Check out oddsjam.com. I'm one of your co-hosts of the Sweat the Bed podcast, Andrew Kim, aka the Parlay Doc, is my Twitter handle, and with me is my co-host Matt. Jedi Modi, what is up, Matt? How are you doing? I am doing great. Just another week down in the NFL. Although it was our uh, our worst week that we had, I feel like both together and like our, yes. our bets we did together, and then bets we took separately as well. So yeah. just one of those weeks. It was bound to happen after a successful first two weeks. So we move on to week four, and we try to uh, get back on that get back on that hump, whatever the kids say. Yeah. But you know what, guys? You know what, guys? This is why it's important not just to listen to us here on our podcast, but you follow us on our YouTube channel at the Sweat the Bet YouTube channel. Because if you've been tuning in to our live streams before primetime games, and I know, I know, our Sunday best bets didn't do so great this week. But you know what? Yesterday, if you joined us for our live stream, like some of our core followers did, we did pretty damn good, Matt. We actually did good. Went really that's, well. That's just... called gambler's memory. We have short-term memory. <laughs> we move on. We fired off a few more shots, and we were heavy. I mean, it was risky. We were heavy on Saquon Barkley, but we got Saquon. He came through. Over on receptions, over on rushing, over on receiving yards. Saquon Barkley scored for the DraftKings promo. Uh, we got the FanDuel boost with the combined Zeke Elliott and uh, Saquon combined rushing yards over 125 with uh, a touchdown between the two of them. So the only the only thing we missed on was uh, Pollard over right over on receptions and our SGP, which again of course misses by one goddamn leg. It's but, like the fourth time that's happened. But overall, that was a pretty positive night for a not so pretty game to watch. So that's why I yeah. guys look. That's true. That's why you, you gamble. Know, that's why. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> and look, like I said, we were being transparent. We did not do so hot on Sunday, but a nice bounce back on Monday. We got it. We do have to pat ourselves on the back a little bit. A nice bounce back, guys. We didn't give up. We didn't throw in the towels. So uh, for those of you, like I said, check us out on our live streams. Email us questions you want us to cover on the live streams or on these podcasts. Email us at sweatthebet.com. OJ, sweat the bet OJ at gmail.com. So, look, guys, today we are covering uh, NFL week four. We are picking five games. This time we, we had a little bit less last time. This time we're going to go quick and we're going to go over five games, some of the primetime ones, and a couple of the favorite ones we saw on Sunday that seemed the most fun to talk about right now. Um, and we're, we're going to go over the best bets at the end of today. So, where, where are we at? I think I'm unfortunately under the 500 mark. I, I think this drops me to what four and five, I believe. Where, where, where do you sit right now? I am at, um, so yeah, you're four and five. I am at six, two, and one. So, I went three and oh, the I'm literally going nice. like a downward uh trend three and oh, two and one. Last week, I went one, one, and one. If the, it, the stupid 49ers, man, oh my they god, screwed, they screwed me. I, I, oh. I. I I think we talked about this yesterday, but I made them my lock of the day on my my four sharp bets for Odds Jam, and then I made them also one of my three best bets. So I should learn my lesson not not do one of each, so that way I don't get I don't get double screwed. Because if the 49ers just won that game, I would have I I would have salvaged my week. Yeah. So look, guys. So Matt Matt's holding up you know his end of the bargain for us, but as a combined group, if I can just get my act together, but still between the two of us, that makes us ten seven and one. So not bad, guys. Still profitable. Not bad. Still still profitable. I'll try to I'll try to 
pick up the slack this week, guys. So let's kick it off uh, and get into it with our traditional beginning of the show, the sweat or no sweat commentary and hot takes. So I'll kick it off. I don't know why. I've, I've just gravitated toward all these Tua takes lately. So I got another <laughs> I, I got another two one for you, Matt. So, so you you saw that huge hit that Tua took, right? When, that when, game he, that, when he hurt his back. Okay, that that that's my and that's my and this is my take for you. And I'm being serious. So that hit that everyone saw, which has gone viral now, that massive hit where he got up. I mean, he got rocked, planted into the turf, got up, stumbled around, could not <laughs> even get his bearings. Okay. Now, for those of you who've not been keeping up with like post Sunday news, the news is that, oh no, it's, it's a back injury. And he hyperextended his back. His back was tight. His, That's why he was wobbling around and couldn't yes. walk. <laughs> so that hit on Tua. This sounds like it's going to be an easy one for you, but I just I just need to hear it from someone who's sane. That hit on Tua was clearly a clear-cut massive concussion and not this quote-unquote hyperextension of the back sweat or no sweat, Matt. That is 100% a no sweat. That is the most concussion-y of all concussions that I've ever concussioned. That's... I mean, like, when he went down... The Miami Dolphins, they're like, uh, they're the way they reported the injury oh, was a head God. injury. I know. And I... you only report it as a head injury when they are being tested for a concussion because you don't want to say the C word. You can't say the concussion word or else they're gone forever. So I... they, yeah, they, they called him, uh, you know, being evaluated for a head injury. And then after the game, no, no, it, it was just his back. That's why his, his, that's why he looked like he couldn't walk because his back was tight. I... Okay, sure. Sure. So, but but you know what? But, but this is relevant. This is going to be relevant to our episode today because right now they're saying, you know, they're monitoring it and they're supposed to either announce something tomorrow, early tomorrow, or or possibly you know first thing, you know Thursday morning. So so listeners, you know whatever breakdown and analysis we do on that game, uh, you gotta you gotta look out for the news, okay? And in my mind, I don't know me personally, I'm. Uh, how how is that not a concussion? And how is no. he going to play? I just I just it's don't ridiculous. know. But but whatever. All I right. Didn't, I didn't realize that it was even a question that he was going to play because yeah, last I saw he's listed as questionable. But according to him, which obviously sometimes yeah. the the sort the players themselves aren't the best source for injury news. Yeah, the latest I saw was he said the, he's playing. The staff the staff members about five hours ago said that they're going to announce something tomorrow. So we we'll, we might have some more clarity officially, not from him, but from the actual team announcing something. So we'll see. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we'll see. So what do you got for me, Matt? What do you got? All right, I have I, I have a trivia question, and then I have uh, they're related, and then a sweat or no sweat. Um, a trivia I'll you, question. I'll give okay. you the trivia. It's not that it's not that complicated, but I'll give you the trivia one first. Okay. Um, so there are only three teams in the NFL that are top six in both offensive and defensive DVOA. Now, if you, if you looked at DVOA before recording, you might already know this, but can you name those three teams? All, that are top, top, you said top six. So technically um, they're both, they're the only, also the only three teams that are top nine, but the worst unit is ranked number six. That's why I said top six, but it would also be true okay. for top nine. Um, I, I mean, I would have off the top of my, I mean, I have to guess that Buffalo somewhere in that yep. mix, just because I, I know for a fact their defense is like number two, uh, offense. I haven't looked at their offensive stats, but I'm guessing there would be in the top. So bills yeah. would be one bills okay. are one I'm guessing because they've, uh, they're very balanced and they've been crushing it. I, I would say the Eagles are probably somewhere yep. in the top for both. The Eagles are the second team. Um, Oh man. And I, I only know this because I did look at their defense, which surprised me. I am going to go outside the box and say sneaky Jags are going to be. Yeah. In the wow. Box. Look at you. The Jags are the third team. Look at you. So uh, the only team that has the only other of the four that has two in the top 10 are the chiefs that have the uh, 10th best offense and the ninth best defense wow there are see that shocks me i i offense yeah i would not have guessed their defense is that high their yeah. defense is that okay so wait no sorry their offense is 10 and their defense is nine so their defense yeah, is, yeah. Is, is better i, 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 I thought i might have mixed that up but yeah so no no that that's that kind of shocks me a little bit yeah no. so all right so that is related to my my sweat or no sweat okay um the eagles get the one seed in the nfc 
Um, and we, if you want, we can go through their schedule because okay. it okay. is it is a pancake. So just they're three and zero. Sure. Tell me when they next lose. They Jaguars at home for their next game, win or loss. Um, they'll win. Yeah, they'll win. Next week at Arizona. The, they'll win. Next week at home against the Cowboys. And to be fair, Dak might have returned in, in that in this game. Yeah, doesn't matter. They'll win. Okay, that's six and zero. Next game at uh, or home against Pittsburgh. Oh, they'll win. Seven and zero. Next week at Texans on a short week go on Thursday night. They'll win. Eight and zero. Next week home against Commanders. Oh, they'll easy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nine and zero. Next week uh, after that at Indianapolis against the Colts. Oh. Ah, uh, that could be a letdown. No, no, I'm gonna give him the win. I'm gonna give him the win. I'm gonna give him the win. I think that's ten and zero. That's ten okay. and zero. Okay. Um, that'll be a week. tough one though. That'll be a tough one. That'll be a tough one. Next week okay. at home against the Packers. Oh man, I will say that's their first. That's their first that's, loss. I okay. will say that's their first. That is November twenty seventh. It's <laughs> a long time from now. All right. That is, so that is that a is, long time from now. That's one loss. Okay. Now let's okay. Now let's go for the rest of their schedule. At home against Tennessee, win. At New York Giants, oh win. At Chicago Bears, oh cakewalk. At Cowboys, oh win again. They're gonna win again. Two home games against the Saints, win. Against the win. Giants, win. That's the easiest schedule in NFL history. The literal easiest, like of the teams they have remaining, they maybe, maybe. Are playing two playoff playoff caliber yes. teams and, maybe and, and this is why if you remember at the beginning of the season not to again who knows injuries can derail this whole thing right injuries course, can derail this whole but thing it's right? not yeah but yeah but it predicated on the health this is why i said take their over on win totals this earlier this season when we did our preview episode i said take their it's it's because the strength of schedule was a joke Absolutely. this is why i said schedule it's worth sprinkling on sirianni uh, it just, uh, it just, it was in the stars, guys. I mean, again, who knows? Who NFL season is so long. One key injury can f up everything. I mean, look, uh, not to say that they were headed in that. I'm just saying, like Mac Jones injury, holy crap. Uh, Trey Lance injury, holy crap, just changes the. I mean, I mean like Trent Williams going down for the 49ers. Yes, changed, Trent, changed yeah, every, Trent Williams. Yeah, exactly. It's so one injury here, one injury there. I, I mean, imagine like the Cowboys missing Parsons and he's out for, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like one injury just changes everything. So who knows, but I'm just saying from the beginning, you sh it's important to look at strength of schedule and you can't always predict the future, but it was, it was just, it was written there that if they could stay healthy, like this is a year they're going to make, they're, they're going to make the playoffs, you know, pretty much. So it's just, what are they going to do when they get there is really the question. And the thing is like, there's their strength of schedule was easy heading into the year. How, how many teams that they, that were possibly tough games now don't look tough. Like yeah. the Cardinals were a playoff team last year. That's an easy W the Titans, yeah. the a, the number one seed in the AFC last year. Probably an easy win. The Colts, who we yep. were high on, look. Yeah, look I was. I was wrong on them. I was yeah. the opposite. I was Me wrong too. on them. Oh. Look, look dreadful. The Saints look yeah. like every team that we thought could be bad or could be good is now bad, and then teams that were like yeah. mediocre are also now bad. So it's like, yeah. I mean, I don't. And but you're right, barring health, because like not giving a prediction because well, I don't know if someone's going to get injured is like you know, but yeah, that's not how things work. But barring health, like they'll probably drop a game or two. Because that's just how the NFL works. Yeah, they'll, have, exactly. they'll, have, they'll have some clunker. They'll lose to the Giants in like a dumb game, something or the, like whatever. Yeah. But like, don't like my Bears, like my Bears beating the 49ers in week Exactly. It's just stuff Ex happens. Stuff exactly. Happens, but they're, as of right now, they are favored in every single game to end the year. And if, if you look at like look ahead lines, they're favored in every single game to end the year. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll, we'll talk about them in the Jags. Obviously, because they're one of the games that we're talking about. But yep. just looking at their schedule, anyways. I don't. Know, I guess you never officially answered Spider No Set. Eagles get the one seed in the NFC. Oh no, no sweat. <laughs> not not even a, not even a hesitate. No sweat. No, but both of ours today were apparently just total no brainers. No, no, so no brainers. I bet no you can still get some juicy odds on that one because last I checked, the Bucks were still the favorite. Really? Really? Yeah. Okay. But anyways, anyways. 
All right. Okay, guys, let's jump into it. We got a lot of games to cover, so let, let's just kind of go through them quickly. So let's get to the meat and potatoes of our show. So let's kick it off, uh, obviously, with the, the game that's up next, the Thursday night football game, um, the Dolphins at the Bengals. So I'll, I'll, I'll kick us off with this one with some initial thoughts. Um, real quick on the Dolphins. You know, look, first and foremost, I'm not saying this out of bitterness because I was on the Bills. Um, so credit to, to, to the Dolphins. You got to make the plays that are important. And when they needed a touchdown late, they got it. And they held the Bills uh, in the red zone um, from, from being able to score. But, and again, this is so it's not hate. You did what you have to do and win's a win. Uh, so it doesn't matter. But if you look one layer deeper, I truly mean it when I'm saying like, I'm not hating on them. It's just, it was a very imbalanced game. It was almost like, strange how the bills did not come out with a W. So you just take a look at time of possession, uh, actual yardage gain, the differential, if I'm not mistaken, was like over, over 200 something plus differential. They, on, they doubled them up and like yards, yep. first downs, time of possession, everything except for points. <laughs> yeah. So literally if, if the bills, in my opinion, and again, I don't want to take away credit. You, the, 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 the dolphins defense did what they needed to do. Um, and, and the offense made the few times they needed it, they came through and scored. So, but the bills were inept in the red zone. And, and usually you don't see that with Josh Allen. They just, they totally just looked out of sorts when they needed, when they were in the red zone, they could not score. Um, and I just don't know how the Dolphins came out with that win. So that's so that's just something to keep in mind. Obviously, then you have the two a factor. Um, and then let's let's just take a look at the stats, right? So still, you know, Miami, real quick, uh, not one of the better defenses. So 24th defensive DVOA um versus uh the pass, still not great, which is obviously one of the strengths uh, of the Bengals. So they're 29th in pass defense DVOA. That's the Dolphins, okay? So something to keep in mind. But rush defense, surprisingly not bad. Seventh. Seventh versus the rush, actually. So let's talk about the Bengals real quick. My thoughts on the Bengals are, um, I think people's gut reactions in the public is like, you know, they're going to smash, you know, the Dolphins. And I think a lot of people are probably already pouring money in on the Bengals spread or on the Bengals. But remember, they only just got their shit together against the Jets, guys. Okay, so I think we have to slow our roll and just remind ourselves that prior to the Jets game against the lowly, lowly Jets, uh, the Bengals looked like trash. Um, they they really did. So on, I will say I was surprised when I was looking at the defensive stats. The Bengals' defensive DVOA, um, I was surprised. Seventh? Like, to, that shocks me, and I don't know why. I think I'm still trying to shake off last season. Kansas City, you're you telling me Kansas City was yeah. – uh, that that shocks me. I was a little shocked to see since he's actually pretty that, – that's that solid on the on the defensive side. But um, I just – you know, I want to see them against a legitimate opponent. I guess I would say, yeah, this is a legitimate opponent. So I, I think we have to slow our roll a little bit and not get overly excited – um, I don't know, honestly, my initial take is I don't know if I'd want to actually take Cincy above that key number of three at this point. Cause I think it's at four now, uh, is the latest that I saw maybe four, four and, and a half, half four and a half depending on where you look. Yeah. So for me personally, like if it stays here and we find out two is in, I don't know if I'd want to go Cincy. Uh, I, I, I'd maybe just take the spread with Miami. If I had to pick a spread, I wouldn't feel confident about it. If obviously, if you hear that two was out somehow, obviously that line's going to get locked up immediately the moment the news breaks. Yeah, but of course. If if you can catch it somehow, which I doubt you would be able to, um, with the news like that breaking, but five and a half, six and a half under that key number of seven, then sure, then maybe I. And that's a large number still, but if you're having a backup QB come in, yeah, I, I think I would take Cincy even at six and a half. So right now, if it stays as is, and if two it stays, I'd probably say if you're going to bet a spread. Yeah, I, I would say maybe just take Miami on the spread. I'd probably be more interested in taking the total and going on the over, honestly. So, but that's yeah. that's my take. Interesting. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, so this is interesting. There are two sides to it. Like, if you want to go pro Bengals, there, there's a couple things. Number one, the Dolphins just played 90 snaps on defense in, like, the sweltering heat. Like, that that is brutal on a defense. And now they have to travel to Cincinnati. Um, and, like... Yes, the Bills did score a second-half touchdown. But, so they had four drives, the Bills did, in the second half. Here's how they went. 20 plays, 87 yards, stopped in the red zone, kicked the field goal, took up 922 of game clock. Yep. 
The next drive, six plays, 60 yards, missed field goal. The next play, or sorry, next drive, 17 plays, 73 yards, turnover on downs, missed it on fourth down and in, 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 in the goal line. Eight minutes and 19 seconds of game clock. And then the very, yep. very last drive, seven yep. plays, 36 yards, and a game. Yeah. That's not that impressive of a defensive showing. <laughs> No, and, and that's what and that's what I meant. It's just I, I it's almost insane how they came out with the W. And like you're like you said, congrats, like you got the win, like impressive win. They held up when they needed to. Yeah. Um, so that's the pro Bengal side. The pro dolphins side is a, a couple things. Number one, the Bengals defense, look at who they've played. Week one, Mitchell Trubisky and the Steelers. Week two, Cooper Rush and the Cowboys. Yep. Last week, Joe Flacco and the Jets. Those are not of the most impressive offenses you'll see in the world. Um, and then like the, the Bengals offensively, sure, they, they scored 27 points, but that was not an impressive offensive performance, if you ask me. Like they still couldn't run the ball and Joe Mixon got banged up. Um, they still fumbled. They also fumbled. Like Jamar Chase fumbled. That was kind of more of a, of a fluke than anything, yeah. but still like can't clean up the turnover issues. Like they only had... 330 total yards it wasn't super impressive and one of their touchdowns was on like a broken play to Tyler Boyd which yep. you can't rely on consistently um like even even with the the week last week where they were thir- they were the 13th ranked offense in DVOA last week for week 3 specifically they're still the 31st ranked offense in the entire NFL according to DVOA like that's that is not good yeah um so like <laughs> hot take even if Tua plays or sorry, doesn't play. Is Teddy Bridgewater that much of a step back? Like that's their backup. Like, is he really like he's yeah, two is better. Is Teddy Bridgewater that much worse? Mm, no, not that much worse. I, I I would actually think he would be a better game manager. He's a better game. Tua. You get the ball to Jalen Waddle, you get the ball to Tyree Kill yeah. in, in space, and then you, yeah. you you let him feast. So yeah. um I'm taking the points with with the Dolphins. I will say I I did a, a betting preview. For this game for odds jam and i took the dolphins at three and a half thinking that it was going to end below that number so i will say i'll have to take an, an l in terms of beating the closing line because now it's four sure, four and a half sure. but i still like i still like the dolphins i don't trust the Bengals. i don't trust their offense um like they still love to run the ball on, on neutral game scripts and like you said the, the dolphins have a good rush defense yeah and, and that was and that was the thing that stood out and that's why i was just kind of like waffling and i'm like if i am going to take a spread I would take the spread over that key number with, with the dolphins, because look, just, just like you said, to build off your commentary, they, they could not like dominate in the run game. And that's against the jets who are like 20, I can't remember 28th, 27th or 28th versus the run. The, the, I'm not sure against the run, but I know the jets have the worst defense in the yeah. entire NFL yeah. according to DVOA. Yeah, the, exactly. the literal worst. Yeah. And I think against the run, they're almost at the bottom. So that's what you're seeing. Right. And and that's in your third week when you're getting your shit together, quote unquote, right? And kind of a, almost a must win, right? Pre-panic mode type of game. And you're like, we want to set the tone. So now you're going to go against the defense. Yes, not the best defense at all. Low defense, but good against the run. So let's say one or two series in, you realize we're getting stuffed by the Dolphins on the run D, right? Then what happens? You become one-dimensional. Now, your offensive line stinks. <laughs> you're exactly your offensive line stinks. You're now they're going to have empty sets, and you're going to throw. You're going to become predictable, and yes, then it becomes a one-on-one battle. It's like can Burrow hit his targets when the Dolphins know he's just going to be slinging and throwing a ton of passes because they realize they can't establish the run, and that's where it's going to get tricky, right? When you become that one-dimensional, so I think that is going to be the key. Can they establish the run? If they can't, it can become very one-dimensional and it could be a really tough go for an offense that has not found its rhythm yet, like you were saying. And, yeah. and so it's in, in it's in those subtle details in some of these analytics that like I could see this going Miami's way in the spread potentially. So Yeah, yeah. I don't have a, a read on the total. Like I, I can see sides for both of it and I'm, I'm not confident one way or another, but I do I do like the Dolphins a lot to, to at least cover the spread. To win straight up, I'm not sure. Yeah. And, and I will say, I saw someone on Twitter post that like he, he took an alt spread Cincinnati 10 plus just because he thinks the Dolphins won't be able to travel after taking as many snaps as they did against the Bills. So like, that that's one factor that sure. like, we'll never be able to put a, like a number on. Yeah. Like we'll, we'll never know how, how much of that matters. But that's just something I, I saw on Twitter that I thought was interesting. But I, either way, I'm confident that this is a field goal game. 
And in that case, I'll take the team that's giving yeah. that you're getting three and a half, four, four and a half. Points. Exactly. Key number there. Key number. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Let's, let's go to, it's not a primetime game, which I think is a travesty, honestly. Oh, who would have uh, thought how fun this game would be in week yeah. four? God, but we have, we have bills at Ravens. Okay. So why don't you kick us off with some of your thoughts? You kick this one off and then I'll, I'll comment afterwards. Sure. So um, I, I mentioned this at the top of the show, battle of the second best team according to DVOA in the Jaguars against the fourth best team, according to DVOA in the Eagles. But I'm going to play devil's advocate for a little bit. Are we sure that both of these teams are as good as, as we think they are? L- let's look at their schedule. The Eagles have beaten the Lions, the Vikings, and the Commanders. I would imagine none of those teams will make the playoffs. The Eagles didn't score a point in the second half against the Vikings or the Commanders. And in the first game against the Lions, the Lions scored on like three or three of four drives, touchdowns in the second half. The Jaguars, week one, lost to those Commanders, who we now know stink, literally the worst team according to DVOA in the entire NFL is is your Washington football commanders. Yep. Then they beat the Colts, who we know stink. We know the Colts are terrible. And they just beat the Chargers, who we now know are completely injured and stink when Justin Herbert has torn rib cartilage. So my question to you is are we overhyping these teams too much based on beating bad teams? Uh yeah. And no, I, I think to your point, all right, like I mean uh like let's let's even go back to the previous game using the Bengals. Like, and I know you hear me. Like, I'm very big on DVOA. But to your point, as am um, I. As am I. Yeah, you you got you just like you're just like with the Bengals example. It's like you got to look at the opponents, right? Uh, Jets, Steelers, blah blah blah. So you have to take these analytics with a grain of salt, and you have to factor that in, you know, in into the DVOA stats, right? So, um, yeah, I, you know, look, I I, I will say. Um, you know, going back to some of our earlier episodes in the beginning of seasons, I was a little high on the Jacks. Yeah, like I, yeah. I, I really thought not not that he lost like uh, the most amazing quarterback, but I, I think he, unlike my Justin Fields, I see progression and I feel like he has taken a step. I'm not saying he's perfect, but he's taken a step and that growth that you're seeing and composure in the pocket, hitting his targets. Um and I'm surprised how good their offensive stats are. Yes, maybe not against the best opponents, but that plus, you know, new coaching, um, they're balanced to some degree on both sides of the ball. So, yes, I think maybe a little bit too much hype, but I also think um, this is what we wanted to see from them, some progression overall and some growth. I, I will say um, the Eagles, I, I think they are good, as good as we said. I don't know if it's you know, maybe the hype train of their unstoppable and my hype in the beginning with your sweat. No, so they're going to go almost undefeated. Okay. A little bit, I'm a little bit over, <laughs> overhyped about the Eagles, but the Eagles, I will say, I I, I do think they're legit. And I, I don't know if it's necessarily hype, but maybe a little bit, the analytics may be a little bit misleading on the Jags, but, but I really do think the Eagles are that balanced on both sides of the ball. So, yeah. And a couple things like I don't even think I agree with, with that point. I was simply just playing devil's mm-hmm. advocate and, and seeing what you thought. Um, number one, Doug Peterson is a legitimately good, great head coach. Like I, I always loved Doug in Philly. I thought he got the short end of the stick in Philly. Like for whatever reason, people attributed that Super Bowl more to Frank Reich than to Doug Peterson, which I never, I never thought was fair. Um, yeah. And he's doing great, great things with that team. But I still just think the Jaguars, like they're well coached. I still think they have a talent deficit that the yeah. Eagles don't have. Like, yes, who the Eagles top two receivers, AJ Brown, and we just saw how good Devontae Smith is. Like, could be literally the best two receivers, top like yes. tandem. Dallas Goddard's good. Quez Watkins is a good number three. Like the Eagles are stacked. Um, and one thing that I that I thought, a couple of things that I thought were interesting, and I'm and let me know if I come across too much like a homer, but I'm just I'm stating the the stats that I'm seeing in front of me. Um they have a fourth best offense in the NFL according to DVOA. Somehow yep. only the tenth best rushing offense, yep. which I think is like a scary in terms of their potential because that means their passing offense has been incredible. And like all off season, we said the Eagles' passing offense is what's going to hold them back. Yeah. Um, another thing that I thought was interesting is that they have the third best DVOA specifically on first down, and the third best offensive DVOA specifically on third slash fourth down. Basically saying if they don't get a, a, a good play on first down, they'll just get a good play on third. Like that is the sign 
of a good offense. You take a shot on first, that it, and if that doesn't work, guess what? You just you have two more downs to take a shot and like being precise on third down, being precise on fourth down. I mean, that's how the Eagles won the Super Bowl. They're the best third down team like in history. Something absurd. Yeah, um, no, I believe it. But with that said, I do think the Eagles win. I think six and a half points is too much. Like to me, that's I think it's going to be within a touchdown. Like while I did throw cold water on the Jags, I still don't think that the betting markets have caught up to how to how good they are. Like they're they're legitimately good. So I'm not sure they should be getting a touchdown, you know? Yeah, I, it's, it's interesting. I, I actually think, and, and people might rag on me for this, but uh, I think the line, yeah, I, I think it's a large number. I, I really do. Like, I, I, I wouldn't really feel comfortable as, as much as I'm on the Eagles hype. And this is someone from who's on the Eagles hype train. That's, that's a large number. I don't know if I'd want to lay, you know, minus six and a half at this point. Because yeah. I, I do think yeah, the, the Jags, are pretty balanced as well, but balanced, balanced, but talent gap. It's the just talent. Like you were saying. That's the that, biggest. That, 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 that's the concern. You're right. Yeah. I mean, because look, just like you were saying, right, not to sound dramatic, it's like A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith versus Christian Kirk. Zay right? Jones. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, sorry. They're not like, bad players. No, but... I, but they're just not in the same caliber, right? And, and yeah. that's where, as the game wears on, you're going to see that separation, honestly, on both sides of the ball, right? I, I think it's you're, you're, I think it will be competitive. I, I, I would expect it's going to be competitive for two and a half, three quarters, maybe three quarters, but I, I think you're just going to see them pull away. Um, you know, I think this could be, I think this is going to be a really fun game. I, I'm very, I'm looking very forward to this game. Me too. I, yeah, I'm obviously. very, I'm very confident the Eagles will win. I, I just don't know if I'd want to put money on a minus six and a half. So that's I, kind of, that's kind of where I'm at. Like I, I, I officially, predicted the like well i guess i'm giving my official predictions now i think they win i think the jacks cover in terms of the total um it's at like 48 48 and a half 49 i don't have a good feel on the total i will say like just from a math perspective using odds jam the best value play is under 49 at minus 115 on bet mgm um and i can you know i don't know i don't i don't have a good feel for the total in terms of like my own capping i'm probably it's another total I'm, i'm staying away from but if you just want to trust the math which at the end of the day is probably the best. You make the most money trusting the math. The under 49, if you have bet MGM at minus 115, is a play. Yeah, and I, I don't have the greatest feel for this total. I have nothing even, not even separate from our best bets. I don't have anything that I felt strongly about. If I had to right now on the spot make a pick, I'd probably lean under just because of the fact that like not just agreeing with you, it's just, like I said, look at the analytics. Maybe the Jags one is skewed a little bit to some degree, but... Um, if you're, if we're saying that, yes, they're good on offense. So that almost is a counterpoint, but if they're both top defenses at some point, those defenses are going to get some three and outs and it's going to grind the clock. Both, both teams, they're not, they're winning because they're not stupid and irresponsible. They're going to try to establish the run, which is going to eat into that clock. So you factor that in, um, and you factor in the defenses. I'm curious now. Let me look real fast. I'm gonna. I also want to see. Let's see pace of play since we're talking about total. I'm just curious yeah. now. Pace, I will, pace of play. I will say while you're looking up pace of play, the Eagles. I'm not sure about the Jags. The Eagles have the lowest three and out percent in the entire NFL, and Jalen Hurts has the lowest turnover worthy plays in the yeah. entire NFL according to quarterbacks. So they they do sustain drives. Yeah. So Eagles, wow, I'm surprised by this. Just with you know, with the run. Okay, Eagles are eighth fastest in pace of play. And... They they like to speed up. Like if you notice them in the first half, when they're when the game's actually not when the game is still going on, and they, yeah. you know they second half their base game is basically over for the past two games. Sure, they like to speed it up. They basically they get they get the defense in a in a look that they know they have an advantage of, and then they don't let them sub. So they run. They yeah. do no huddle. And ooh, the Jags are. 26th in pace of play yeah that's a classic doug peterson yeah yeah so okay okay all right well well it sounds like both of us are confident in the eagles win not so confident in a cover so all right let's move on uh let's talk uh bills bills and ravens uh before we talk about two of the other primetime games so i'll I'll kick this one off so i'll be quick here guys look these are obvious this is going to be an interesting battle okay so there's some some awesome stats that make this kind of like a, a like premier matchup, and then there's injury concerns, right? So really quickly, Baltimore is the number one offense, is the number one offense DVOA-wise, right? So 
this is what fascinates me guys it's like and and i was i was i did say i was concerned about the lack of weapons and you heard me say this multiple times in our earlier episodes so i think this speaks to how good lamar jackson is guys he's incredible he's incredible because tell me i mean mark andrews beast i love mark andrews but outside of mark andrews uh, if you are just not a non-Baltimorean, I don't know if that's the word, but if you're <laughs> if, name me, name me, name me their weapons, name me their offensive weapons outside of for receiver-wise, outside of Mark Andrews. If, yeah. And I'm saying to the casual NFL fan, outside Mark Andrews, who's he tossing to you? Right. And if you're not living in Baltimore and you don't care about gambling, probably can't name them. Or fantasy, because I will say or Bateman, fantasy. Bateman's yes. a good fantasy guy. But yeah, yeah, is that's the question. Are the receivers better than we thought? Or is Lamar Jackson making them look better than we thought? It's one of those two. Yeah, yeah. So so you have the number one offense, number one offensive pass DVOA versus the now one rank down, the number two defense and DVOA, the Buffalo Bills. So this is going to be very fascinating. So you get a very top tier offense defense in the Bills, uh, top, top offense and a QB that's killing it right now. I guess the, the, the fascinating part is going to be the, the issues in the secondary, right? On both, on both sides, both, yeah. on both sides. So to me, I think despite Buffalo's overall DVOA ranking because of secondary issues on both sides of the ball, what, what screams out to me is this could be a high scoring game. Okay. And, and I think if this one, I will say, I do have a feel, I think this is going to be a high scoring game. So I, I do like the over. If I have to take a winner here, I see this as a bounce back spot for the Bills. And I do still see them as having more talent a little over, overall in terms of just offensive weaponry, a little bit better balance. So I will say I do like the Bills. And, and if I'm going to go winner slash spread, I'm going to lean Bills. And I do think this is going to be a high scoring game, despite some of those defensive statistics that you're seeing out there. Those are my initial thoughts. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, I mean, both of these teams are so banged up on defense, I, especially this, especially the secondary. Like the yeah. Bills are now missing both of their starters at safety and Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde, and now they're missing their top three cornerbacks. If you if you include Tre'Davious White, who hasn't played yet, like Jordan po- or uh, Dane Jackson had the scary neck injury, he's fine. But then their rookie, who's been playing really well, uh, ben- Christian Benford, he broke his hand. He's out for a while. Um, but the Ravens are also banged up, which is just like seems cyclical at this point. It's just mark your calendar. October starts. Ravens are going to be banged up. The The biggest difference to me is the Bills defense is so well coached. Like they're just so good. Even they can, it's almost like they can they can put in anybody and it doesn't matter. Um, I do agree with you that points are going to be scored because I just think that with that many moving pieces in the secondary, with how good Lamar Jackson and that offense is playing, like the Ravens are going to put up points. They might not be able to sustain drives, but they may get they might get two 80-yard plays like they did last week, and and, yeah. and that'll be that. Um, but where I lean is with like I'm we'll get to this in our best bets, but I like both the Bills and I like both, and I like the over as well. Um, like we talked about the Bills, how they're only, they're not scoring a touchdown in the second half is kind of skewed, you know, against the Dolphins yeah. last week because they they put up all those points on those drives. But the Ravens put up like 24, 38, 37 points in their first yeah. three games. Like, it's just insane. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Um, yeah, I feel like we agree a lot. It's probably because we like both do the same the same research, but I, the Bills are going to be fine. Like, that offense is going to be totally fine. They're going to come in. They're going to be pissed that they lost their first game. They're going to do exactly what they did in weeks one and two, where they're just going to go supernova. Uh, they're going to put up 40 points. The Ravens will put up 30 plus. Bills, Bills cover. This game goes over. Yeah. And, and I think I, I texted this to Matt earlier today and I haven't even looked at the odds. I don't even care. This is the degenerate in me is when, when we're done here, I'm going to go check it out. And I, I am probably going to just do a very simple two leg uh, Lamar and uh, Josh Allen, both to Russian for TDs yep. as, a two, as a two leg, as a two leg TD SGP. I just feel like this is a game where they want to prove who who's the top dog here. And I think you're going to see them pull out all the stops and because of the injuries and the secondaries, like they're just going to put up points in my opinion. I just feel like we're, this is going to be in my opinion, hopefully one of the most fun games on on Sunday. It should be, it should be like an offensive explosion. I hope so. There's been too many duds with too many punt fest. I'm so sick of it already. Like I I want to, I want to see a crazy game. I want to see a crazy game. 
We should with, with Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, but anything can happen. Absolutely. All right, guys, we're moving at a good clip. Let's get to it now. So we got what, this is the Sunday night one, right? Chiefs, Chiefs bucks. Okay. So why don't you kick us off with this one? What are, what are your initial thoughts about chiefs and bucks? Yeah, this one's interesting because it's like Brady and Mahomes. Like, so like offense is going to be crazy, but Bucks have the number one defense, like, like you mentioned. Yeah, Chiefs have the number nine defense, like we mentioned. The biggest difference here is this Bucks offense is gross. They're just I grotesque. I know. Um, and they they get Mike Evans back for sure because his was his was a suspension. They yeah. probably get Julio Jones back, but who knows with him anymore? And like, who knows what you can even get out of him? But other than that, like that offense just has nothing. They they have nothing. They can't do anything right. Their offensive line is down like four starters from from yeah. last year. So it's not even Brady's fault. Like Brady looks great, but they, that offensive line just can't do anything. And, and with the weapons as banged up as they are, he's like when he does get time, he has nobody to throw to. Um, like they haven't scored more than twenty offensive points in any of their three games so far. It's been it's been terrible. Um, what I will say, if there is any hope. For the Bucks, so the Chiefs have a good defensive line in terms of pass rush. That's a classic Andy Reid is like defensive line rushing the passer. But where they could struggle, so their the defense has been good ninth overall, but yep. they're really they're only really good against opposing tight ends, which doesn't really matter because the, the Bucks don't have Gronk anymore. They're like 29th in DVOA against number one receivers. They're 14th against number two, so that's like not horrible, but that's not that's average. And they're 21st against running backs. So to me, is it like a Mike Evans game? Is it a Leonard Fournette out of the backfield kind of game? Is, is that the only thing no. that the Bucks have, like the only chance that they have to move the ball? Because other than that, like if they can bottle up Mike Evans and they don't and they just accept Fournette rumbling for two yards in terms of like a screen or a dump off or whatever, that de- defensive line is going to feast. Yeah, I mean – I think that's the thing that just stands out to me is just like it, this. I almost feel like the air has been deflated out of this game to some degree. Right. Cause I, I think preseason you'd be like, Holy crap, this is a premier matchup. And it's just, I feel like the chiefs are still trying to find their, their offensive identity, even with the wins they had. I mean, I think you saw some of those struggles against the Colts who, of course, that's the week I had the chiefs, but um, yeah, <laughs> Um, so, so on one hand, right, like I feel like they're still struggling to just kind of establish their rhythm. What is our offensive identity? We saw some friction there between, you know, uh, Mahomes and the OC. Yeah, I mean, probably people blew it out of proportion, but maybe not being on the same page of how they want to run the offense um, or, or what types of plays they want to do. And the Bucks just, yeah, there's no other way to say it. It's just gross. It's just, I mean, more than ever. Um, I think they wish they still had Gronk suited up versus him doing all these, um, you know, CBD commercials and stuff and playing pickleball. pickleball. So (laughs) God, I mean, I I really think there is a chance this could be one of those like gross dud games where we're, we're going to see a lot of three and outs. We're going to see a big grind. And and I, but I think at the end, I do think the chiefs are going to pull away. I I just, I feel like the offensive woes of the bucks are just so glaring right now. And so gross that, the, the Chiefs and Mahomes' magic and the fact that their their core, you know, their core top tier players are still clicking as a that core unit with continuity that they're going to find a way to grind out a win and and I, and I feel they're they're bare, they're they're going to pull away and pull out an ugly ugly win but they will pull it off in my opinion so I I agree with you and I think the Chiefs' offensive woes are a little bit overstated um, yeah. like. Travis Kelsey dropped, had multiple drops, one in the end zone, hit him right Which, in the hands. That was a crazy drop. That it, is was. Not, it, it was. It was un, unlike, unlike Kelsey. Man. Um, they had a missed field goal. They had a muffed punt. Yeah. They had an, uh, that went to the Colts. They had another muffed punt that they ended up getting the ball like their own one yard line. Um, and then they only lost the game because of that. Did you see this? Like, it was really dumb, but like this um, unsportsmanlike conduct they called, I think on was it Chris Jones that they yeah, called Jones? I think yeah. it was like fourth and 15. He didn't do anything. He just like stared him down. And then the refs flew. It was like really stupid. Um, but that's how they lost. Like, I think their offense is still top 10. Like I'm not really worried about their yeah. offense. Now they might struggle tonight or not tonight so in this game. Cause the Bucks defense is great, yes. but, yeah. but I'm not worried about, um, I'm not worried about the chiefs offense. So I'm with you. I'm, t- I'm taking the chiefs. Like the, the Bucks have no redeeming qualities on offense. And I just don't think they'll be able to hold down Mahomes for the entire game. Like, even if he only gets 20 points, that might be enough. 
Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like it's going to be that one play where he scrambles and leans to the side and throws a baseball yeah. type throw, and and it'll be the one drive where like, oh, there's that Mahomes magic, and they get that crucial TD, right? I, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a Miami Dolphins esque kind of you know grinded out win, you know, yeah, kind of like that. So, so you tell me which drop was worse, uh, just overall as a drop, not even the meaning to the game. Was it the Kelsey drop or the CD Lamb drop when he was wide open? Oh my god, that game. Which which drop is worse, man? Um, I think. I think the CD Lamb one was worse because like it, that ball could not have hit him better. If I, Kelsey had multiple drops, but if I remember the one, that was like a little bit of a difficult catch where he had to like leap up for it, right? Yeah. I think if I remember, it was correctly, a little high. It was a little high. I think. It was a little high. I mean, that CD Lamb one, it it couldn't have been a better pass if he stuck it in his gut if he handed it off to him. Good lord, good um, lord. But to his credit, he came back he with came an back amazing. With oh my god! And I was, oh. I was having this conversation with someone. That's like the prototypical, this is a, a, a tangent, but the prototypical CD Lamb game. Like, I feel like he has these like highlight worthy plays where he just does something incredible, but he's not that good at the little stuff. Like he's not, he's not a great technician in terms of getting open. He has some, some uncharacteristic drops and stuff. I feel like you're still missing the consistency to make him a top three receiver in the league. Like he's not like a Justin Jefferson, even a Devonte Smith, I think at this point is probably better than CD Lamb. Yeah, the Cowboys are missing Amari Cooper. He looked like a goddamn beast. Yeah, they are missing. Oh, they are my, missing him. My God, just yeah. talk about just beast mode. That's just hall inhaling passes. And talk about someone who's always open. Amari <laughs> Cooper is a, a elite route runner. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Last point about this game. One thing I thought was interesting is just like the spread is kind of a wild range. You can get the Chiefs at minus one at minus one fifteen. So accepting a little bit of juice. And you can also get the Bucks at plus two and a half at minus 107. So if those total lands at, or if the Chiefs win by one or two, you can you could successfully middle that and either win both or have one push. Gotcha. Nice. Nice. All right, guys. Last one we're going to talk about is the Monday night game. Man, honestly, I'm not going to lie. Game that I'm not really excited about at this point, but it's it's the Rams at San Francisco against the 49ers. Um, all I got to say is, um, my, I mean, I wouldn't even say I was hyped or excited, but like my optimism about what Jimmy G could bring to the 49ers has already instantly been deflated because I will tell you, I think I lost a piece of my soul watching that 49ers (laughs) versus Broncos game. Like many of you out there, I, I don't know. That was one of the ugliest games i think i have seen in was a it long... 17 punts yeah i don't Something what like did that? it end up being what was it 11 oh, 11 to 10 11 to 10 11 to 10 and i'm sorry guys okay yes i'm not gonna lie i'm bitter and i said this on the live stream the other day yes i i was on wilson rushing attempts and this is why i'm bitter because he had eight rushes in the first half and that was going to cruise over and in a tightly controlled game where it's so goddamn close you then decide, let's let just Jimmy G just throw and sling the ball and get us the most rapid three and outs possible <laughs> over and over and over. And not, and not to say, look, the run was getting stuffed. So I'm not, I'm not even harping on that, but it's just, I didn't understand the game plan because you know, you know what you have with Jimmy G. And we've talked about this. The floor is higher, but the ceiling is not high, guys. And so, that was a pretty low floor when we saw on Sunday night. Oh, God. And, and I know this is this. I'm literally going opposite of what I usually do. It's just like I I know I you know and we know and I know what the 49ers defense DVO stats. So we know they're solid there. It's just I it's it's that side of the ball with Jimmy G. I just I just don't know. And I'm not a huge fan of uh, of where the Rams are right now in terms of like uh, how they've been performing. But you know what? Uh, they they got solid coaching. You know, they're balanced at the very least. I don't think they're amazing so far, but I I think this is going to be a brutal – I don't think it's going to be 11-10, but I think this is going to be – I think the Rams have some offensive chemistry issues still, and they have some offensive woes. Not as bad as the Bucks, Not as bad as the Bucks by any means. But I, I like to see some better chemistry there that I just really think this is going to be a very low-scoring game. And, um, God – I, I sat here looking at all the DVOA stuff and I, it's hard for me to make heads or tails of anything, honestly. And this is very unanalytical, but 
I would just, it's more just my gut. This is feelings and emotions that I don't really have much faith in Jimmy G to do anything that I'm literally, why, why would you, <laughs> that is literally my main rationale of I'm going to stay away. I'm going to nothing related to this game. So this is why my analysis is short and that's a cop out. But if I'm going to pick a winner, I'm going to go with the Rams out of sheer, I just don't know what you're going to do with that offense right now with, with Jimmy G at the helm. I, I know that sounds so rudimentary, but I'm sorry. It just, well, that was I'm, despicable against the Broncos. That was, it was bad. And with like, they, that offense struggles without Trent Williams. It's the same thing that happened last year. Trent Williams gets hurt and, and they struggle. Um, I will like, I like the comparison you made of the Rams and the Bucks. I feel like the biggest difference, not that the Rams offense has been good, but they're bread and butter. Okay, Stafford, throw it to Cooper Cup. Like that's like when they need a play, that's and that's what the Bucks don't have. Yes. Um, which is the biggest difference there. But I'm with you. Like the Rams have won two straight. Not really that impressive of a not two a, game. Not, a, not impressive at all. Not they, impressive at all. They barely beat the Falcons after blowing uh they almost did the opposite of it. They almost pulled a Falcons and blew a 28-3 lead. Yeah. Yeah. And then against the Cardinals, like who are just a total dumpster fire. Like 120 to 12, like that's not really that good. That's not that exciting. Um, like they're not horrible, like 18th on offense, 16th on defense, but that also means they're not good at anything either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. It's they're, they're middling, but but you're right. But see, that's the different that's the way I, and legitimately, this is where I see the difference between them and the Bucks is you have your talent there. You have your Cooper Cups and you have your even though not impressive, you're, you're, you're Allen Robinson's and the, and the acres and the, you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. you, you have the weapons there. It just, they just haven't clicked yet where the bucks in, in, in defense of Tom Brady is just, you have no, you're just so battered on offense, on the O-line, on the Godwin's not there. I mean, you literally have Evans, you have Evans, you have Mike Evans and yeah. I and would you love- haven't been able to establish four nets so far. So it's just that, that that's the difference. And that's why it's like, if they could just figure it out, yeah, you're you 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 should be able to slightly overcome a very tough defense. Uh, and I will say, on, on to to not be facetious, right? The 49ers, like you, you were right. That was a great call on Brand. You were high on Ayuk having a good game that game, and Ayuk got the, he was the first touchdown scorer yeah. in that game. And if there was a bright spot, he he's still playing well. So I mean that that that's that's something there to not just you know be totally facetious about it, but. I it's hard for me to get a feel of this, but if I'm going to have to go winner just because of the offensive talent that they have, like you said, their bread and butter is there. slight lean on the Rams. I, I, I that's the best I can say. I, I just don't have a great feel for this one, honestly. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, I feel like we've seen Jimmy G have some horrible games and bounce back. Like the, if, if he was always that bad, he wouldn't, you know, he would no. never, he would never no. start, but I still need to wash my eyes out after watching what he did on Sunday night. Like I'm still, I'm, I'm still wake up in the cold sweat nightmares, like remembering that interception and that he pulled a Dan Orvlosky ran out of the end zone and then threw a pick six, a pick six, but because it was a safety didn't count. Like <laughs> I, to me, like I'm with you, I'll, I'll bite and take the Rams. Not yeah. with not a lot of confidence. What I do like is the under, like these teams aren't going to score not all. There's no way these teams are going to score. Yeah. And it's a uh, low yeah. total 43, 42 and a half, depending where you look. But give me that under all day, twice yeah. on Sundays. No, and and like I said, in all seriousness, the the 49ers D is legit. I mean, there's that that part. If, no if there's issues a bright, with their defense. Yeah, exactly. The bright spot is their defense is scary. So that that part, you're right. I mean, under under would be the only thing I felt confident about in this game is the Same. under. Angle. Yeah, that's about Same. it. That's about it, guys. All right, guys. So let's let's wind it up. Let's let's wrap it up with our best bets. Hopefully, we turn it around. Hopefully, we get some of that Monday night magic to to rub off and we'll keep into it going. This week. Keep it going. Like, I think it's a good it's a good omen. I think it's a good omen that even with an ugly game, we were able to pull out a pretty decent profit on that Monday night game. So, um, and and Matt and I have agreed that because we keep missing by one leg on our like <laughs> giveaway SGPs. That this time around, when we make a SGP um, later this week, um, we're going to make it and we're going to say, this is awesome. This is great. And then we're going to trick fate and lady luck and we're going to remove one leg. The one we were iffy on because it's always that's always the one (laughs) we were debating between Tony Pollard and we're like, oh, screw it. We'll add him to make it plus 1000. And then, of course, he's the one that didn't hit. Okay, so let's let's turn things around. Hopefully I can contribute more and uh, write this ship. So. 
Um, so let's go through our three best bets. So I, I'm getting the sense that I think we were because we we're hiking high on the bills. We might have an overlapping one. So um, I might just switch one up just for the sake of, um, you know, so we can give our, our listeners a variety. So, so we can let, each give six. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was, yeah. So I mean, and I don't mind switching it up. So I'll here I'll, I'll start one off. I'm going to go um, kick one off with a, a two legger. Um, and it's a game that we didn't talk about. So, and again, I'm not a huge fan of doing like, you know, uh, I want to keep this more like straight bets, but you know, two legs and we keep it close to even money. Um, you know, not these like totally juiced alt lines, um, to be like minus 140. So sure. to make yeah, this unfair. Sure. So we're going to do, I'm going to do Eagles money line. Cause I do feel very confident in the Eagles. Okay. We, for all the reasons we said parlayed in a two leg parlay with green Bay to cover minus 5.5 5 as an alt, as an alt spread. Versus so it's almost like a teaser. Yeah, a teaser. Yeah. So Green Bay minus five and a half, which I think they should cover uh, against the Patriots, they who should. are offensively inept at the moment. Um, and Eagles money line, you get that at plus money on. Um, let me see. I think it's on FanDuel. You can get that on. So plus one oh two. So okay, yeah. yeah, that'll that'll be one of mine. It's a two like a little teaser slash parlay. It's a Eagles money line, which I'm very confident in. And Green Bay minus five and a half plus one or two odds. That'll be one of my best bets for this week. I like it. Um, well, you were right. We actually talked about two of mine, the Bills minus three and the over in the Bills Ravens. So I'll just I'll just get those out of the way. Those those are two of mine. Um, Bills minus three I got on Caesars. It was positive EV on Oddsjam. The second I saw that it was plus EV, I mix slammed it. I just hammered it. I put a unit. Love that one. Um, and we talked about it. Like I don't need to go into more detail, but the, what it comes down to, both defenses are banged up. I trust the coaching of the Bills more. So the, they might be able to get two stops while the Ravens might not be able to get any. And same logic for the over. The only thing I'll say for the over is the main line of that is at like 51 and a half or 52, depending on where you look. I was able to get a plus EV play at over 51 at minus 115 odds. So I, nice. I bought a half point because that's where the value was. Like MGM has these like stupid prices when you because i guess i should say that like minus 115 on bet mgm like when you go down a half point most books change that spread or the the sense on that by like seven to ten mgm mgm only does it by five it goes from minus 110 to minus 115 every other book went from like minus 10 to like minus 120 so a little bit of value there okay all right so um so you know, I actually had Bills minus three and the the same over. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the Bills minus three because I you know I'm not gonna have enough best bets that I like. So we'll have we'll overlap with one. So I'm gonna have the the parlay that I already said. I'm gonna stick with my Bills minus three. So those are my two. Um, and then I'm gonna change up the over so that we don't overlap with too much. So um, this one I am gonna do another two legger. Um, so this this week I'm a little two leg parlay heavy guys. So um, teaser, te teaser heavy maybe. So so Bills minus three. I will overlap with Matt on that same. I got the same thing on Caesar. We we were texting about that earlier in the week. So Bills minus three. The earlier one with Eagles money line Green Bay minus five and a half. So the next one I'll do will involve Thursday night. So I do okay. like the the total in the Bills Ravens, but I'm gonna do a two leg to change it up to add a little variety. So if you guys want to tease a little bit instead of just taking the over, I like the over as a straight bet. So I am going to just do that, but I'm going to do Dolphins Bengals over 41.5. So I'm going to tease that down over 41.5 and Bills Ravens over 44.5 minus 104 on DraftKings. So that'll okay. be my, that'll be my third one. So I want a little Thursday night action for those of you who are looking for early action in the week. So to get a little taste, Dolphins Bengals over 41 and a half Bills Ravens over 44 and a half minus one Oh four on DraftKings. almost close to even money. So yeah, that'll be, no, my, that'll be my final one. It's pretty good. I, that total just makes me nervous in the, in the Dolphins one. I could just yeah, like, it I does. Could, not because it does. I, I think it goes under, but I could just see it being a game where like the Bengals offense can't do anything. Burrow is running for his life constantly. They're, they can't run the ball and either two is banged up or Teddy Bridgewater's in. And then it's typical, like the two of that we always thought he was not yeah. that good, but, um, but no, I like it. I mean, that, that should hit. And I think that's getting that close to even money. I think is pretty good value. Yeah. So the, so, so what's your, is that so my last your, one? Yeah. Your last one, you got so, one. So yeah, I got bills minus three. I got the over 51 in bills Ravens. My last one is under 44 and a half in Cardinals Panthers. I'm taking the under 
Uh-huh. And Cardinals Panthers. I got that at minus one ten on WinBet. I put a unit, full unit, on that one. Um, I don't think I need a ton of analysis here. We, we got the twenty fifth best offense, twenty fifth best, so not good. And the Panthers going off against the twenty first best offense in the uh, Cardinals, so two of the top ten worst offenses in the entire NFL. Um, just a, just two dreadful teams. I just think that's going on. Two teams that aren't going anywhere. I just think that this is going under. Gotcha. Nice. Nice. Yeah. No, I face value without even doing much analysis. I'd, I'd say, yeah, I, I, I it's hard to argue. I'm, I'm not going to, I don't see or predict an offensive explosion there. So not for me, <laughs> I, I, I just don't see, I just don't see it happening. Um, any, any, any that were on like your chopping block that didn't make your, your top three that you want to just rattle off before we wrap up. Yeah, there's a couple. So I, I, I like, um, the Texans plus six and a half. I got them at, that at plus 100 on points bet, which I thought was oh. awesome value. Yeah. That is good um, value. I just, my only logic, I couldn't take the dolphins to, or sorry, the Texans two weeks in a row. I just couldn't do it. They, they didn't lose it for me last week. They, they just pushed, but I just simply couldn't do that. And the other one that I liked was I wanted to put a unit on the under 42 and a half in Packers Patriots. Ah, I wanted okay. to put a full unit on that, but points bet would only let me get $35. Um, but to me, like Brian Hoyer, the Packers offense still isn't really that impressive. Um, so those are the two that I was debating. Gotcha. Gotcha. What about you? Yeah, I didn't have too much else right now. Um, you know, I, I'm these are going to be more like half unit, just just to give me some entertainment because I'm, yeah. I'm just a degenerate and I want some action. So yeah, I, I think you know, I think I we're in alignment. Know. But these bet these best bets I put a unit on. Yeah, my best bets I have a full unit on, even though they're like teasers and stuff. So all yeah. all three of those for disclosure, I'm, I'm putting a hundred bucks. I'm I'm doing a full unit yeah, on. Me too. Bills minus three. Um, I switched it up, but I did take the original Bills over of fifty one point five. Matt caught it at a slightly lower one. Um, but yeah, even my teasers, I'm I'm doing a full unit because I feel pretty confident in the teasers that are teased down. So, um, this one, yeah, I don't know. This is more just gut feel. Um, you know. I, I like getting the Falcons at home at plus money. Um, I'm not like super, imp- I just, I just, I don't know why I've been very intrigued by the Falcons and how scrappy and fun they've been. Honestly, they've been kind of a fun team to watch for lack of a better term. So I'm kind of emotionally betting on Mariota and the Falcons. To- the, the Falcons <laughs> have a legitimate argument to being three, you legitimate <laughs> argument to being three, you if, if the Saints don't make a 58-yard field goal, they win I week know. one. I know. And, and I, then week two, if Mariota doesn't throw an interception in the in the in the end zone, they could come back and beat the Rams. Yeah, and trust me, I, I don't like some of their decision making and coaching of like not Coaches utilizing yeah, yeah, not utilizing pits to the full, but I'm just saying they've been kind of the strangely like scrappy bunch. That's like yeah, yeah and like I will say, despite his deficiencies, Mariota is a core. He just he will not give up, and he 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 is definitely a, a, a he's a trooper, and he will go down fighting. I just like his fighting spirit. That I'm, I'm just gonna roll with my emotions, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna it. go Falcons plus money. And his That's, teammates seem to like him. Oh yeah, no, no, I he he's like he's he's a slightly he's a better Mitch Trubisky. He's better. he's, he's, he's more would, athletic, yeah. He's, he's what you would hope Mitch Trubisky could at least try to become at some point where but Trubisky just can't throw right. <laughs> no, god, god. Yeah, so I mean that was the only one that like that stood out a little bit. Um I'm I'm waiting on David Montgomery news for my Bears, so we'll see. I mean, um you know, yeah. I don't know what the status is with him, so I I haven't checked today, so um maybe legitimately i just don't even understand the chicago fan base right now is in such a weird predicament we're two and one we may potentially go three and one if we beat the giants the lowly giants but we're such we're such a dejected state right now it's like the i i don't know i haven't checked they said we have 28 completions how bad is justin fields we have 28 completions as a team through three weeks of play. That's horrendous. 28 completions? That's... I mean, he uh, threw 11 times against the Packers in a game they were losing the entire time. I 
I have to go fact check, but someone said that there wasn't this low rate of completions through three weeks since the 1970s is what they I said. believe it. Like, I believe I, it. In, in today's NFL, I, I mean, people, you'll get 30 completions in a game. I, I, it's, it's mind numbing how we could, if we pull this off, be the worst three and one team in a long time. Like, yeah, I will say strange. I do think that you're beating the giants. Not one of our bets. Like the, the only thing that any of those teams can do well is that the only plus unit on either of these teams is the bears can run the ball. Giants yes. can't stop the run. That's really all it comes down to. So the, so the plus three and a half at that key number is intriguing me. That's I might just put a little, just because I'm a Chicagoan. That's all. I, I that's don't a, hate that's it. all I got for you. That's all I got for you guys. So I don't hate it. I mean, they're money line too. I don't hate. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So uh, thank you again for joining in. If you stuck through all the way through through our games and our best bets, hopefully we turn things around this week. So please, guys, um, you know, subscribe to our podcast here. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We appreciate the core following is growing. We appreciate those of you who are hopping on live streams, sending us comments. Remember, send us emails to our mailbag if you want us to address anything specific in our podcast next week or in our live streams. So we appreciate your support. Check out our sponsor, oddsjam.com, Parlay Doc, and Jedi Modi. Signing off for this week, guys. Have a good one. Good luck on all your bets. See you guys. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and let us know what you thought. Thank you.